ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and I am excited to have my first, actually, return guest to my show. My guest today is Lynette Hoy, and actually, Lynette has been, um, gosh, she's been in the PR field since 1994. She's a publicity campaign expert, has guided CEOs and their teams to get seen, heard, and noticed as the go-to thought leaders in their industry. And she's worked with companies like National Institute of Health and International Capital Group. After interviewing 100 CEOs in a recent study, she originated a revolutionary program, PR with HEART. And HEART is an acronym, and we'll get into that in a minute, where CEOs and leaders learn how to leverage who their employees and clients really are to ignite their bottom line exponentially. It starts from within. And it's a great place to start. And first of all, welcome again, Lynette, to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You're very welcome. I um, checked back. It was at the beginning of the craziness in the world when you and I spoke the first time, March 2020. And I'm sure that for you, as for me, a lot has changed since then. I don't think I've worn shoes properly for the last year and a half. How about you? What's yeah. happened in your world? Oh, I would, I would definitely agree with you there. I think it's also easy to put on a few pounds because we're just not moving as much. But right. I, I agree with you. It, when you're doing podcasts and you're doing a lot of things virtually, it becomes very easy to be in your socks or oh, yeah, or your whatever it is. Or your, you know, I, my slippers. <laughs> uh, and then I forget and I go to the door. Uh, you know, to close the door or something. And I go, oh, shoot, they're going to see what I'm wearing below the waist. So I've actually started getting dressed again. And uh, sometimes I even put earrings on, but I didn't this afternoon. I had them yeah. on this morning. I was doing an actual presentation. But honestly, it's just different. It's just Yeah, that's, different. this one's a funny one for you. I actually twice now have gone to the store ready with jammy bottoms on and a pair of flip-flops. So I'm do I just throw the flip flops on they're by the door and I've got a comfy pair of jammy bottoms yeah. on you know flannel bottoms yeah. get to the store I get out of the car at least I didn't go into the store you know I get all masked up yeah. and I'm ready to go in and I happen to notice I have jammy bottoms on so I very casually get back in the car and go home to <laughs> I got to tell you though many many years ago I forget, I was doing some personal development work and one of the exercises, it was all about um, being comfortable with yourself and, and not being so concerned about what other people thought. And one of the exercises we had to do, and this was a long time ago, I had to go into a busy place with one shoe on and one boot on or one slipper on and one, like not, not a pair of shoes. 
And I went downtown to a department store and I did it because I'm always so worried what other people will see. Nobody paid any attention. Nobody even notices these things. That's what's so scary. And even, and now it's probably even more so nobody cares. But back then that was really, that was hard for me to do. And yet nobody even remembers. So yeah, you're right. I, I've actually seen people with uh, Quasimodo <laughs> jammy situation happening in the stores. And yeah, I think you're right. I don't think anybody notices. Well, but you know, that being said, um, it is important to give that all um, that first impression that's a good one, right? And that's what your world's all about, PR. We have to give um, that great first impression. I Absolutely. wonder though, and this just came to me before we get into the nitty gritty. I teach LinkedIn, I teach people how to use LinkedIn. And I was doing a session this morning and one of the things that I, that I overall um, generically talk about is have a good first impression that on your profile and, and what that, that looks like. And secondly, be authentic. And being authentic is like so important to me. And so what does that look like in that all important first impression from your perspective? I think it means not only showing up as who you are, but being very buttoned up. There's a trend out there that flows, I think, with the jammy bottom mentality, actually. Yes. And, and it means that we can just show up and say like and um and well, you know, and all those little words that lend themselves to a lack of professionalism. Mm -hmm. Not that we don't all use them, we do, mm -hmm. but to be cognizant of that. And then also to make sure that you're smiling, that you're being yourself and not worrying about what other people think, which is really the biggest piece. For example, if you're being interviewed on television or radio or on a podcast like we are now, you know, understanding that, for example, there's a transcription that's likely going to happen following the newscast, following whatever it is. Transcriptions happen all the time. For example, when you're watching a television segment on a channel's breakdown and beneath that segment that you that's on YouTube and you click on the uh, little button there and you're watching the show below it what do we see transcribed and so you can either read it or you can watch it so that's something to always remember mm -hmm. so that when you're being interviewed try not to interrupt because ultimately that's going to make it more difficult for the person on the other side so when we're talking about how we show up it's also not just in the present tense, but thinking what might just happen after that may make or break us being brought back on the show. Great advice. It makes me think also, though, of um, I forget who, what it was, what show it was I was watching just recently, and they were interviewing several different people. It may even have been a sports thing. I can't remember. But what I do remember very vividly is I pay attention, but maybe most people don't pay attention to the details. I don't know. I noticed that um, person A was uh, had a 
kind of blur screen behind them. Person B was in their guest room, bedroom, and you could tell, or their kid's room, and then somebody else had a nicely staged office behind them in real life. And so those things today that we do, some do a good job, some do an okay job, and some people, like one of the, the local uh, political news reporters on the local news, and trust me, I don't watch the news very often, but I do see him, I'm like, oh my God, if he would just get some decent books behind it instead of the, what he's got there. So today that's more important than ever, I think, for that first impression. It is. And there's some very talented people out there that you would automatically expect to show up buttoned up, to show up ready to roll with virtual television interviews, whatever the case may be. And ironically, they're not at all. Exactly. They're, they're slouching or... The light is really poor and they've got horrible shadows. They've got a screen behind them with light behind that that's streaming through. And it's really difficult for co-hosts on a different television program, no matter what it is, whether it's a newscast or a, an evening program or daytime talk show, it becomes really difficult for them. So it's really important if you don't have a public relations professional training you that you do some research. Don't expect to show up for an interview if you're not buttoned up. And nine times out of 10 nowadays, they will ask you for some kind of reel. So for example, if I'm doing several podcasts mm -hmm. and I want to be able to show that I can show up virtually, mm -hmm. it makes sense for me to make a little tiny sizzle reel, maybe mm -hmm. four or five little snippets of interviews that I've had just so that they can see I know how to look into the camera, yeah. that I'm going to show up professionally. So it's important to, to gather these things too. That's a great idea too. There's two really important things you've shared with us with, and we've done nothing yet. <laughs> no, um, and it's funny because I was talking to somebody this morning just in a private uh, Zoom session, the two of us on screen, and I was completely distracted most of the time because his ring lights were showing up in his glasses that were in front of him, those ring lights. And it's like, yes. okay, somebody please tell him, but I, you know, I couldn't do that. So there you go. It just is what it is for some cases. It's hard. Anyway. And, and, you know, you might tell him later. Yeah. Uh, the big key to that, because I wear glasses too. And so mm -hmm. do you. Yeah. Some of the, the big key to that is don't look up. So yes. If I look up, you can see the lights and have the light high up enough. And instead of it just being forward facing, have it well above your camera and point down. Mm -hmm. And that's the, way, that's the way I have my light right now so that I can look into the camera and not have that distraction from my viewer. And along with that, do make an investment in screen, uh, computer screen glasses, because if you wear your normal um, trifocals, like, or bifocals, whatever, that's why you're going like this. Right, right. right? Well, the, I did that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, these are, for example, mine are that way too. They're uh, the special glasses that are supposed to have the correct tint and, but yeah. they still, it still shows up. Oh, it's, really? it's not as, so I've just learned how to, like if I laugh and put my head back, sometimes it'll show. Yeah. But I think the most important part is when you're speaking with someone to not have that happen. For sure. And I forgot to open my blind because the sun was shining earlier and now it isn't and I should have had it open. But 
it's all right. So I want to get into this um, PR with heart. So tell us, tell my audience um, about that, how, you know, how it started. And um, well, I think it came from this, this, this uh, survey that you did, but go ahead, you tell us, tell me what it's all about and what the acronym, acronym stands for along the way. Well, first, I'd love to tell you a little story that leads into why I decided to do this. At love the it. end of mid-2019, I was having a hard time, and there was something in the air. I don't know if you recall this, but there was something in the air mid-2019 where people were losing business, or there was a lot of shifting happening. And throughout all of 2019, well before uh, COVID hit, there were several people that were moving into a virtual environment. You know, big companies like Amazon were allowing executives to move to different states where the cost of living was lower, they could purchase property. And then of course, in the long run, they, have, they get to pay them less money, which is tragic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the whole premise behind this is more and more people were going virtual. So there was a little stress around that because, okay, so off and on, there's been flex time for five years. So what? Well, the numbers were escalating and there were changes going on in the economy. We had a lot of political unrest. We had racial unrest. There was a lot of odd things going on around us. So it, it, it changes how you feel, it changes how you show up. And I found myself really being too headstrong. I was, I like to call it freight trainitis. <laughs> and, and it was because how I was showing up and talking to people, I was too much. I was too forceful. I interrupted too much. I felt a hunger and a, a discomfort and I wasn't sure where it was coming from because it really wasn't my personality to do this. But I ended up losing a very close friend and colleague over it being all about me. It was, hey, can I use your house for this fundraiser I have coming up? Do you know anybody that can help me do this? Can you help me do that? Are we gonna do this for me? It was all about me. And slowly I lost that relationship and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I, I basically steamrolled her <laughs> and I certainly didn't mean to, but it made me really start to think because as a public relations professional, oh gosh, I, it's not a good thing. Right. So it led me to, given the number of years I've been in business and been in my profession, I thought, I bet, there's a lot of people out there suffering from anxiety like I am that's making them act out in ways perhaps they're not even realizing they're doing. And then the other side of that coin is, you know you're doing it, but you don't care. Oh, tragic. So I decided to leap into this project and I interviewed 100 C-suite executives uh, over 18 months between 2019 and 2020. And of course, come March, here we have this incredible shift, which still gives me goosebumps because here I am interviewing executives, you know, CEOs and so on about how they're handling transitions within their business, whether it be working with their employees virtually or whether 
it's just losing some of their staff or you know what's happening and then here we jump into covid and it's just quadrupled and then suddenly this flex time work from home all of that is on steroids and there's so much insecurity and all the things that we already know happened so of the 100 executives that I interviewed, 82% of them fell into the place of a lack of trust. And it really, really honed in on what I went through personally. I thought, that's exactly it. But who was I not trusting? I was not trusting myself or others that I was working with for some bizarre, who knows, maybe there was a COVIDness in the air in the midst of 2019. I mean, there were rumors, as you recall. So I began to look at this as an opportunity to help others, as an opportunity to really dig deep and listen to those interviews again, and not only look at that trend of a lack of trust, but why was it there? How can we fix it? So what I came up with is what was missing. And that what was missing was that we weren't coming from the heart and how we were communicating with our staff, with our employees. And it really was so prevalent, it was heartbreaking. So it wasn't about loving someone and some people get confused by that. When I say coming from heart, I mean a, a place of mindfulness coming from within not that you coming from the heart need to love everybody. I mean, we should love others, but that's not where this is coming from. So the heart, the way that breaks out is H is for helping. It's for honoring those that work for us. And after I run through the acronym, I'm going to start over again because each element feeds into the next. Okay. And then so that's H. E is for embracing empathy. A is for all of us in leadership positions to be the antidote for change, to be the antidote for those people suffering that work for us or with us for having a better life, for being able to show up for themselves, their families, for us, all of that. And then R is for research. And I'll get back to that one and why that's so critical. And then T to wrap up our heart acronym is about timing. And if we're not really careful about our timing, how we show up and honoring with our H and helping others becomes not only inauthentic, but it can backfire on us in a bad way. And when we look at public relations work and uh, reputation management, you know, timing is everything. Mm -hmm. So it's important to pull those pieces together in the right way and really pick your, pick your time, pick when you're going to discuss a, a very important topic with someone. So as we circle back to the H, something that I learned along the way with my interviews was there's no honor. There was no honor in how we were showing up for others with virtual calls even if it was a team call and you've only got 10 people on the screen in front of you and you're talking to them and you're going through the paces, when someone's trying to speak, it's so critical to not speak over them. And it's something that we all do. And virtually, it seems to happen even more so. 
than when we're in person. So honoring their space, honoring where they are and offering help also plays to the fact that so many of those that we work with, they're at home, as we know, with kids screaming in the background. When COVID first started, there were a lot of kids at home learning. They didn't have the resources they needed. You know, maybe there was one computer in the household. So, and we've heard all of that, people working out of their closet, <laughs> trying to be heard and seen without their child uh, leaping across their lap. Now, we're still seeing some of that even now. What's more important is how we're honoring and helping. And there's a lot of professionals that are moving on because there's no respect. So what does that look like? What that looks like is when we show up, instead of saying, so how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. How was yours? Oh, super. Oh, the wife and I, uh, we went out and had a great time with Sam and, and Lily and we went to the ball game. And what did you do? Oh, we stayed around home and the kids were playing outside. It got a little hot. We put the sprinklers on. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. So let's jump in. <laughs> do you feel railroaded? I did. So you're not, not only did you interrupt them as a leader, as their employer, or perhaps you're even talking to your client that way. I see it all the time. It's, it's mind numbing. So you're not taking that extra time, given the world that we're living in now, right. to honor the fact that, as we've all heard, there is no more leave it at the door, sort of my thing. I say, there is no more leave it at the door work and our private lives have forever come together. Yes. There's another one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and how we get past that is so easy. You take five extra minutes mm -hmm. and you mean it. So if you have to check yourself as a leader, I am recommending that people slow down and take the time to be really present before they start that virtual call so that they can do things like this. Mm-hmm. So, Samantha, I understand you've got kids at home, and I heard a rumor that one of your children, I believe Edward, has COVID. Is that true? Well, you're going to hear a little bit of a sigh. You're going to hear a, a lull because there's fear there. Mm -hmm. How did he know that my kid has COVID mm -hmm. or she? How did she mm -hmm. know? And am I going to get in trouble? Are they going to think I'm not going to do my job? All oh, the little bells and whistles go off in the head. And there are some that are definitely coming from that direction. So to wrap up this H, a better way to go about it is to say, well, how can I help? Do you guys have enough food? Are you having to shelter? What's, what's going on there at home? Mm -hmm. And really, and mean it. Don't mm -hmm. just look in the camera, but look down a little bit and look at their reaction and, and make sure that you're, really present and if you're genuine enough and if they say well i don't know we really don't need anything well if he's the kids are home with covid and your other kids are quarantining right yeah so you're working from home do you have enough computers do you have how's your internet speed mm -hmm. and and really the reason i ask this is because we're offering this to everyone now 
if you're home with a sick child and we're asking you to work from home, we want to make sure you've got high-speed internet. So mm -hmm. I need you to talk to me because the other thing we're doing too is providing Chromebooks because your kids need to do their homework. So let's have a conversation. What, how can I really help you? Wow, yes. And for some people, they're already that kind of person. But for a lot of people, um, it's a real stretch to take that extra time and to show that you care. So that almost goes into uh, the empathy, embracing empathy piece as well. Um, I just want to stop you there for a minute, if I may, because uh, it's making me think of, uh, and I don't know if I talked to you about this off air another time, but uh, uh, another gentleman that I interviewed on my podcast a while ago, he's in England, and he has a, uh, his company is, or the project is called the Happiness Project. And he's not in PR, what he's in um, kind of uh, HR more, and you know, that kind of thing. But he, he did work with um, specific companies that, and found that there were, there was a complete disconnect between what the leaders thought the employees thought of them and what they actually thought of them. And in some cases, it was much better a story and picture than they thought it would be. And I thought that was interesting too, because if we don't ask and we do it completely separate, so this was like the third party coming in and speaking to all those employees completely separately, um, and not just like that 360 that you hear that I remember in corporate days of doing yeah. different from that, but how it really helped um, change the culture in those companies. And this is really a very similar thing in, in a different way, but checking in, making sure that you're dealing with the, the human side of, of the people that work for you, right? Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? Because we're in a virtual world now and it just doesn't lend itself to that personal touch because we're not sitting in the same room with someone. I know. But, and it just takes time. We have to get used to it. We're still getting used to it, to making it personal, making sure that we're showing up and being present. And a part of that embracing empathy is not only looking at how you can help, but making sure that you have the other, the other piece of empathy. And that is to look at it from a place of making sure that you stand in their shoes, but then offer to help. Right. And that's, you know, the H plays into that. Mm -hmm. uh, and because if we're just saying, oh gosh, I understand how you feel, that's, that's not really the full circle of empathy but to also talk about how, what you can offer up to help them in that place. Hey, I know of a program mm -hmm. that through the federal government that you can apply for that can help you with XYZ. Were you aware of that? So it's embracing their situation, but then offering a solution. And, and that's really important when we look at empathy people miss the other side of it. They miss what, what closes that gap. And there's where the antidote comes in. Because if you're providing help in the way that people really need it, and you're, you're checking in deeper than how was the weekend, when people start off a conversation with me and they say, so how was the weekend? 
I get worried. <laughs> and I think part of that is because of my research, but also it tells me that they are not interested in how I'm doing. Mm. How's Lynette doing? Mm -hmm. So it's important that we're the antidote for change, that we're as leaders, we're the ones that make sure they're getting all the help that they need, that we're embracing where they are emotionally mm -hmm. and that we're offering to help them help their children or their neighbor or whatever it is mm -hmm. now. And this, this really flows with R in heart for research because we don't know what we don't know. Right. So unless you're doing all the research, so I'll just give this one example, unless you're doing all the research to know what programs are out there. So you've got a list of programs in next to you on the desk and you're prepared. If your employee or your client is having a difficult time managing something, you have some resources right in front of you. Now, how do you know if you have the right resources? You do more research. And of course, nobody likes to look at how horrible the news is, but if we're gonna stay current, we have to at least absorb, <clears throat> pardon me, some of that. Because if we're not absorbing, absorbing some of that information, then it's hard for us to get a big picture look mm -hmm. at what might be affecting those that we work with. So that's, that's just one piece of it under the research. And then timing, has everything to do with H-E-A-R. And that means that we have to hear mm -hmm. what's going on. We have to hear how that heart is beating. We have to hear what's going on inside so that we have the right timing. So if somebody's really emotional and you've asked them about something and their child is clearly ill and they wanna jump into business, then we're not going to push them because we're following that acronym. And by God, we're going to go through and we're going to do it right. But you have to be fully aware of the timing. It might be too much for them to talk about. Right. So just taking that pulse and letting them lead because instantly they will turn around and jump right into business if it's too sensitive a subject for them. So then when you're done with the conversation, you go back to the beginning and just say, when I say that I'm here for you, I mean it. Mm -hmm. So if you or your children, your family, your next, somebody needs something, shoot me an email and, and let me help. That's part of my job is not only to lead, but to be here for you. Mm -hmm. And that's being the antidote for change. I think that um, I would add to that, that, you know, we, we need to be good listeners. And so that's great. That's part of what you said. And I think it's about listening and, and hearing between the lines, seeing, seeing what's not being said, right. And having that intuition piece. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's and, that time. That's that timing thing. Mm -hmm. And if, mm -hmm. if we're not hearing what people are saying to us, you know, listening, uh, we're going to miss it. And right. all that, authenticity that we're trying to give and coming from the heart, it all gets washed away. You know, um, my, my daughter works for a company. She got hired by this company three months ago now. And it's an interesting thing because they're completely, well, they have an office, they have an office here in Vancouver, but they hired people from all over the world because it's basically an online company and it's a 24 seven type of operation. It's in this new um, NFT world, which is quite interesting in itself. 
Um, and she was one of um, seven, I think, customer service managers around the world. So they had to have people in the different time zones so that they could write, so it could be open all the time. So everybody's in a different place. And so everything's done on Zoom calls or meeting, whatever they call them, uh, Microsoft meetings and so on. And she, uh, my daughter asked me the other day if we could um, take our granddaughter for a couple of hours because there was this thing and it was at like, 5:30 and daycare was finished and and you know we said of course but what is it and she said well it's this i don't know they're doing they sent us this package and it was paints and and uh sketch pad and and a palette and and they were going to have an art workshop for an hour an hour and a half on zoom and i said you absolutely need to be there she said i never usually sign up for these things because i you know i've got my she's got a two-year-old i said no you need to be there because that's all part of what the culture that they're trying to create so that you're more comfortable with each other that you're doing something that's out of the realm of the norm and i loved it i loved that they did it and she um took a picture and sent it to me after and said you know i'm not very artistic but here's my picture and i said was it fun she said yes and i said that's you know the culture that so my point of sharing that with you was that there are companies that you know this is how they exist so they have to be one step above because everything is done online and then there are those traditional companies that are having to learn new things based on the way the world is is operating now so different right different strategies yeah. but similar you know situate or different situations but similar strategies right yeah and i love that i i've actually attended a few crafty type zoom meetings through uh -huh. meetup um, mm. and boy were they fun it was just a ball yeah so i i took I think that the girl in their office or in their company that she apparently just saw a YouTube video, gave her an idea, and then she did it with with the company with a certain number of people in in management. So I thought that was great. Um, so okay, so this new um, uh, platform, if you will, or uh, message that you want to give across, get across to people. How does that speak to? um public relations and, and what you're teaching now or what you're what you're being hired to do do you have to teach people this all of this stuff oh my god it's really important it, and i've already started going into organizations and talking with the c-suite executives within the company and teaching them and role playing and how they can change up how they're communicating and it's been pretty successful thus far so and then, they're open they're open to it like yes yes and i've been really going back to those that i've interviewed and said hey this is what i created based on the hundred the hundred uh, primary interviews that i did and i think this might help you and they're all for it oh, so it's it's really important in terms of public relations because when first of all when we look at pr it's an industry just like uh, finance or insurance. Mm -hmm. And of course, finance and insurance, you've got a zillion different things that fall underneath that umbrella, right? All different types of insurance, mm -hmm. different types of finance that we can get involved with. So that same philosophy applies under public relations. You've got reputation management that some people specialize in, that's all they do. You have those that do publicity and promotional work like myself. You've got all sorts of different things that fall under that umbrella. 
But one thing remains true to every bit of it, no matter what part of the industry you're involved with. And that's that public relations has two main facets to it, internal and external public relations. So internal, when we're talking about PR with heart, internally means to check yourself, yourself, and then your family, and then your friends, and then your employees, and those within your immediate surroundings, your vendors, everyone that you do business with, they're all a part of that internal public. So it's really important for us as leaders to look at that big picture mm -hmm. as to how we're managing those relationships. Mm -hmm. If you're fighting with your wife or your husband or your significant other, how is that affecting your work? Because why? There's no, the lines are blurred now. Right. The lines are forever blurred. There's no way, given the way our world is now, that things at home are not going to affect what you're doing every day. Mm -hmm. And those are all stakeholders. So it's just really important to check yourself and understand where you are. So as I go through that HEART acronym, I'm not only teaching how to work with employees and you know, staff around the world or, you know, our clients and our clients, employees, another biggie, all of that, but checking in with that internal piece. And then the other part of it, why this all revolves around public relations is the external public. And that, let's say you're a publicly traded company. That means your stakeholders outside the company your shareholders are not a part of your immediate space within your business. There are people out there that have you know, bought into your company. So you have to think about those external pieces. Another part of the external public is all your future clients, the media. There's lots of folks out there watching us mm -hmm. and they're watching closer than we have ever, ever known. The way that our world has shifted and changed because of this pandemic has also changed how we all view each other, how we look at each other and how often we look at each other. Mm -hmm. So how we're managing our businesses has everything to do with how the world's looking at us. So that's how that the public relations piece fits in is, is that relational part of internal and external. Right. Which of course is, near and dear to my heart, the fact that everything revolves around relationships, whether it's with the people, you know, that are closest to you or with the people that you are just meeting for the first time, because first impressions are uh, made so much faster now than they ever were. And everything that we do is um, relationship based. Yes, and, it is. Right. And um, yes. we have to nurture those relationships and make them um, and, and stay authentic to ourselves at the same time. Right. It all comes around and around. It's yeah. all part of the same thing. And I love that. So as we start to wind down here, um, Lynette, I would love to know one nugget. I'm, you've given us many nuggets already, but one specific, your favorite piece of advice to give to um, my audience around PR. And then I understand that you have a little something for my listeners so that you can share that with us. Absolutely. Well, based on my research and so much of what I'm doing now, the biggest takeaway I would love for your listeners to walk away with here is that H in heart. 
when we think about those that serve us and that we serve coming from a place of honor, standing, sitting, loving with your honor, and from that place to then offer help, that's, that's a lot harder than mm -hmm. it sounds. So thinking that through, you know, using those examples I talked about earlier, that's the one big nugget, I think, that ties all of it together. You're right when you say that that is often the hardest thing to do because we get so caught up in our own busyness, don't we? That we yes. sometimes don't um, stand up. Yeah, you just made me think of something that happened recently in my life. And yes, we have to stop and think about it and how we can truthfully help that person. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's hard, isn't it? Yes. It's hard yeah. to... It is. You know, oh, am I doing too much? Or, oh, geez, I don't want to. So often when we don't want to, when that little, you know, it's tapping on the shoulder yeah. saying, oh, we don't, we don't want, that's when we likely need to do it the most. And, and is it the right, it, uh, it, for me, it's like, is it the right thing for, am I the right person to do that? Or should I just quietly step back and not get involved? I mean, there's all sorts of things that go through my head. So that's a really good food for thought and takeaway to think about. Thank you for that. Would you like to share um, with my listeners how they can get hold of you and, and your offer to us? Absolutely. I would love to give away a 30 minute strategy session and the way your listeners can get that is to email me at Lynette at firetalkerpr.com. And I'll spell that for you. And I'm That's sure okay. I'll put it in the show notes. They're going to have it yeah. in the show notes. So it's Lynette at firetalkerpr.com. And in the subject line, just put 30 free. Okay. That's it. 30 free. And then I will get back to you and we'll set up a time to get together and talk strategy. And whether that revolves around the HEART acronym, PR with HEART, or if it revolves around publicity and promotional efforts for your company, something you're struggling with or something you decided, decided you want to do but are not sure which direction to take, I am here for you. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. And thank you to my audience for um, being loyal and for listening in. And please, if you liked what you heard, please do connect with Lynette and with me by sharing a review on um, your plat favorite platform that you heard this on. I would so much appreciate it. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.